Everybody. Welcome to another episode of That's So Kvetch, where we talk about dating, Torah, and everything in between. As always, I'm very excited to be here, and today's episode is sort of an ode to season one of That's So Kvetch, where I used to have male friends of mine come on and just share lightly about their dating lives, and I wanted to just bring back a little bit of that charm for a breath of fresh air and a different point of view. So today I'm having my neighbor from downstairs, literally boy next door. His name is Zach Benarosh, and he's just going to be diving into his dating life with us. I also share a little bit. He shares a little bit. And I have exciting news that I got a new microphone and the sound quality is really great. But also we are still getting used to some of the sound quality. And after hearing it back, the audio was a little bit messed up. So you might be hearing from me again in this episode, filling in some gaps, making some edits, and same goes for Zach. So thank you for bearing with us, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, that's Okovetchers. My name is Zach Benarosh. I just want to give you some really cool new news about your podcast that you really love and listen to on a regular basis. Rebecca Kersner, your host just decided to get a new microphone to enhance the experience for you. However, the microphone didn't really like me, so it cut off my intro. So here I am recording it for you again at work, because obviously what else are you going to do? So my name is Zach, and I am really lucky to be neighbours with Rebecca. She's a great neighbour, and she invited me to be on a podcast previously just as an anonymous person for the dating horror story, I'll let you guess which one was me. So, a bit about me, I grew up in London, went to Israel for two years, came to New York to go to Yeshiva University, graduated, and I'm now finishing a Masters in Digital Marketing and Media, and I'm hoping to go into financial advising. If you want to find out more, carry on listening, but those are all the basics about me that you need to know for now. And without further ado, please, Rebecca Kersner, your host. What a lovely intro, Zach. Thank you so much for that. I hope that you were all able to guess which was his bad date story in the bad dating episode. And for today, we'll be talking about a couple different topics within dating from some more serious things like breakups. And we talk about how we both know when we're in love and our experiences with that. And then... A little fun question sprinkled along the way, red flag or deal breaker questions. And lastly, we also talk about the very real struggle to find someone to date at the same religious level as you. And without further ado, let's just dive right in, starting with breakups. So, yeah, I often think that breakups are just like one of the worst things you can experience and like really bring you a lot of like grief and Mm -hmm. terrible feelings, but it's not like, it's just it's not something anyone should ever have to go through and yet so many people have to go through it so it just feels like this really Mm -hmm. unfair thing so 
I had a friend recently just go through a breakup and like he was devastated and like I really saw like it take a massive emotional toll on him a toll on him that like he's now going to be thinking about for a long 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 time and like generally uh, like people think oh a guy like yeah he'll be fine I don't always think that is the case like it depends person by person like every person takes it differently and like he really doesn't want to be dating at all for like the next like quite a while because he's really like scarred by like what happened um I think it really it really does affect people in a very negative way and like you have to be careful how you do it yeah do you feel like guys kind of like deal with it differently than girls or do you think it just depends person to person I think it's person to person also I'm not a woman so I wouldn't be able to give I can speak for you but like I know in like let's say the two breakups that I've been through and then they were both I think more came from my side they were somewhat mutual definitely like um but I like I think instigated it a little and I was like wrecked for like at least a month after each one like, like right away or right away like a distraction period no I like never had like, I, I really 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 tried to like distract myself take on a lot more work like every time I think I went through a breakup I always like added on like more stuff to my schedule just mm-hmm. to like not let me think about it I think it really takes a lot of time and like it was very very difficult and I don't think I'm someone who in the past used to share that much and I didn't really share my experiences and like I found it very 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 difficult especially mm-hmm. your whole emotional support well not hopefully not your whole emotional support but a big part of your emotional support was the person you just broke up with yeah. and they're the person you'd go to like if you're having a bad day if something's rough and like you've gone and lost that and now you're in a place where you really need someone to be there for you and like it's gone and like I think on both sides it's really 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 difficult yeah do you feel like you've been able to open up with your guy friends about things like this probably not um there are certain ones that I would I think also in England or a lot of my friends who are still in England have much more of a stigma about like talking about things like mental health situations and I think in America, a lot more people are more open oh, about it. Like, I know that, like, a lot of my friends will openly tell me, like, that they're going to their therapist later. Yeah. Whereas I don't think I've ever heard that in England, like, mm-hmm. from any of my friends. Even if they do, I don't know what they do or not, because people generally don't share as much. Yeah. So I think there is, like, definitely a part of me, like, in the last year or so that has changed to become a lot more open with things and talking about things. But I still have that, I guess, that English reserveness in me. Um, and I think that does take a toll, not only in your life, but like in relationships as well. And I know for myself, like I'm trying to work on it and hopefully getting better at it. Like being able to talk about it with friends or even in relationships, just opening up too. Yeah, even with both. Like I know it takes me time to fully open up and yeah. it's something I actively am working on, trying to change and with friends, I think guys just have that stigma of like, ah, let it be. And then like, ah, the breakup, you'll get over it. Just jump onto the next one and you'll be fine. Yeah. And like that always is the discussion. Like, yeah, when yeah. do you move on? When do you not? And it's like difficult because like part of you thinks you're ready, even though you know you're not ready. If you're still thinking about them on a regular basis, yeah. you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the time people will like try get you back in and like you'll sometimes be pressured to go back in or you'll pressure yourself to go back in. 
I think it's healthy to just go back into the dating. Yeah, go back into the dating. Yeah, yeah, not not go back into the relationship. Um, Should make that very clear. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I think like you should take your time, take the time, and like whatever you say to yourself, don't set like specific goals. Like, and if you think you're ready, take another week, enjoy, just do something that you really want to do. Be happy with yourself. Get to that stage where you'd want to start dating again, and not because you're missing companionship or you're missing a big person in your life just I know you're that never it's like some people take years to get over things or or months but like wait a bit enjoy enjoy your time off spend time with friends spend time with family yeah yeah it's been a very long time since I've gone through like a very serious breakup so but I know that it can be really difficult um to get back out there after um even in the short breakups I've had, I, like, try to take some time after, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, really enjoy having a break, um, especially if, like, I find that the relationships where, like, you're not sure whether you liked it or not, like, some of those can mm-hmm. be, like, really exhausting, you know, like, during and, and after, because you're, like, second-guessing yourself. 100%. And, um, like, what could I have changed or what could I have done? Yeah. What could have been different? All right, so we started off a little bit heavy there. I hope that If you've been gone through a breakup recently or in general, that that part was uplifting for you. Next up, we talk about how dating has changed during COVID, which is a topic I'm really passionate about and interested in observing, you know, the past year and how things have been different. I know for myself, relationships have really changed and taken on a much slower pace. And I feel like I've like taken more time with each person and just really gotten to know them and also on another flip side have gotten into relationships with people that I think like I wouldn't necessarily have like continued to go out with or even like honestly had as much time to go out with people like I didn't like personally value it so much and like at some point during corona times it was like the only fun thing I was doing was like dating it was literally mm-hmm. my only outlet so, I like, so understand that you know yeah and then like I would look forward like, to I dates found out, yeah found dating fun I was like mm-hmm. I'm quite an extrovert so I was like oh my god this is my in like I can actually like get to know someone and like mm-hmm. I don't even care who they are like how are you during this pandemic like we have mm-hmm. so much in common already you know <laughs> <laughs> like we're going through this hardship that like yeah. the worst of the world is but like yeah story? you know mm-hmm. everyone was just like and they were also like it was in a weird way like a nice environment where everyone was just like just very like low stakes versus I feel like before it was like good morning good evening impress me like <laughs> I don't know or just like you were just there were so many other distractions mm-hmm. so. yeah like especially here where we live like in the heights like we're literally neighbors and like you're in the same pods as like your same group of friends you're seeing the whole time even if you are going to Shawl and Shabbos or something, like, you do see people, but, like, you're not interacting, like, beforehand, like, with big meals. Generally, that's not happening. Yeah. Now, I think things are changing and more people are vaxxed, but, like, there's not much socialization happening, so a date is, like, a, wow, like, I get to meet someone new, I get to go out of the heights, and I think that, for me, was a huge thing, just getting out, taking a car, going to New Jersey, or, like, like, somewhere around it. Yeah, then I always look to go, to go somewhere fun. That's really fun. Yeah. I think that we're going to segue into our fun game that I created for this called the Red Flag or Deal Breaker Game inspired by one of my Guilty Pleasure podcasts, You Up, because they play it on there. And Zach actually told me that there's a Hebrew version of this game called Sababa Vahakol, which basically means like 
everything's good and then like aval accept or like but so basically the way the game works is like i give uh zach something that like a girl does and he's going to decide whether or not it's like a red flag or he has to end it for this reason i tried to make some of them jewish themed so excellent looking forward yeah the first one is their breath always smells like pcha i don't know if you know what pcha is i don't enlighten me (laughs) it's a traditional ashkenazi jewish dish and it is basically calves feet Mm. Um, and let's presume for the sake of this conversation oh also the name appears to derive from the turkish word pasa kerbasi or leg soup so you know paint a picture let's assume for the sake of the conversation since you don't know the food that it smells Mm -hmm. really bad okay so if it smells really bad it's really (laughs) off-putting um if it's just because she's amazing though yeah i'm sure she's incredible if it's something (laughs) like she eats on a regular basis and like that's why it smells or i think so um (laughs) I don't know. Like, that's very difficult. Smell, I think, to me, is a huge thing. Um, Like, I always like smelling nice, wearing cologne. I always, I don't obviously go around smelling my dates, but I then, like, like to have, like, a nice smell is always pleasant. And I think a really unpleasant smell would be a huge turn off. Yeah. They wouldn't get past the first date with you. Yeah, it would have a lot of thinking to do. Like, if everything else was on point... Because you don't have that many dates where you're like, wow, this is, like, on point. So it would definitely have to be, like, something that I would have to think about. I would potentially give it a second shot because maybe she just had that calf's feet just before the date and she didn't... Right, you don't know like, for yeah. sure that... that so I think might... I would give it a second shot. And then, like, that one, like, I would give a second shot. Even though, like, it would be... It'd be difficult, but I think I would give a second shot just because next time they could brush their teeth beforehand. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's also not something you can really suggest. What about you? And then, like, if you had a really bad, like, someone had a really bad breath on a date with you? Um, I would be probably pretty shocked. I don't know if I've had that experience. Mm. Also, I don't feel like on dates you get that close to someone. So, like, I don't know if I would even know that that, that, that would happen. I think the truth is, like, I kind of reflected to you, like, I don't think they'd make it past the first date, because, like, that's mm-hmm. a huge, it is a huge turnoff, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, like, like decent hygiene is, like, beneath something that you're looking for. It's, sure. like, a given, you know, mm-hmm. that, like, the person you're going out with is hopefully, like, having decent hygiene, so, like, I might make other assumptions about them if they, like, really smell. Okay, they insist that you sing to them a nigun lullaby every night. <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming that's past the first date. Otherwise, that would be very interesting yeah, on the first date. it's something that they, like, once you decide you're dating, they're like, by the way, this is, like, one of my needs. <laughs> I definitely would find that pretty interesting. Those who know me know I love to sing, and, like, singing is a huge thing for me. I don't like singing on demand, um, like, ever, really. Like, I grew up in a family like where they always ask Friday night for me to sing and wherever like I generally go to shore I don't mind dovening but like getting asked to sing for someone would be pretty weird and like I don't know what I would even sing I think I, that would need some talking about like yeah. maybe maybe a once a week thing we could okay. we could work out you can yeah, find yeah. A compromise. yeah yeah <laughs> find a compromise on this <laughs> one but yeah I think it's a interesting request Okay, next one is they want to move back to London. They want to move back to London. Um, so, and then that means I'm finding a girl who lives in New York who's from London. Yeah. Um, pretty She's rare. Like... Um, 
I don't know. Like, I'm fairly chill with where I live. Uh-huh. I'm very happy in New York right now, and I plan on staying here, and I plan on working next year and have a job hopefully lined up for that. So Amazing. I would really want to, I think, stay in New York mm. for at least a year just to see how things play out. I would be open to moving back to London, but yeah. definitely I see my near future in New York. Cool. Okay, so then it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, I. it would be, and then it depends on their timeline. Like, if they're like, I'm moving back in six months, then I'd be like, I won't see you in six months. <laughs> Probably not that harsh, but, like, I guess you've got to line up, like, certain things, and location is huge, because long-distance dating is not my forte. Yeah. Have you ever had any situations with long Um, I've had a, what would be called a medium-distance relationship, so it was, like, he was in Philly. Um mm-hmm. So we would only really see each other on the weekends. Um, it's pretty hard. It was hard, yeah. Mm. It was definitely hard. Uh, especially because, like, you know, you get so excited to see the person, and then, like, there's all this, like, I don't know, there's a lot of pressure when you do see them to, sure. like, have the best time ever. Um, yeah, that, that, I guess there really is that pressure. But it happens to be we had a really, like, really great, like, efficient communication. So I always felt, like, very connected to him. Great. Which I think is very hard for me to achieve with people because, like, mm-hmm. um, I like to stay connected pretty frequently. And I don't know, if, I don't think everyone's always, like, looking for something like that. So it really just depends. Or at the very least feel like you're connected even when you're not speaking. Um, mm-hmm. that, I think that's, like, an important part of feeling, like, secure in a relationship. The next one is that this person was one of the leaders of the mob in D.C. that tried to overrun the Capitol building. Okay, so it's a definite no from me. Like, okay. I do obviously value someone who the leader, who's, like, I guess, can run things, yeah. can think on their own, like, that's and independent. That able to, like, coordinate yeah, that. if they can coordinate that, that would be impressive. But I'm generally, I think, fairly apolitical as a person. I'm not very confrontational in a lot of things. And if someone's, like, a big social activist in like any area like I do question it a little because that's very much not what I am as a person I do value people who are social activists and out there definitely if they're white supremacists it's a 100% a no obviously um but like there's something impressive about like running a huge event obviously not that sort of event yeah but um so that would obviously be a no yeah yeah I, I wouldn't yeah I would uh swipe left on that Okay, fine. So what if they are a super strong feminist and they're, like, really into being an activist person? Okay, so I think, like, as I said before, like, anyone who's, like, a really big social activist in whatever it is, and then, again, I do think social activism is a great thing. It's just not exactly what I'm looking for in, like, a partner. And I do, do really enjoy someone who's a very outspoken, outgoing person and that doesn't ever like scare me but I don't think I would really want to date someone who was like very very just harsh about like their ways or specifically on either end like anyone who's exceptionally left exceptionally right Mm -hmm. would definitely like bother me a bit and I don't think I would necessarily um say yes but having said that like I'm very into someone who's a very strong independent person so like some of the values they hold definitely would resonate with me and like i am looking for someone like that 
but not to that degree. I wonder if you got into a conversation with someone who was either super right or super left, but was able to kind of see your viewpoint and, like, have a discussion about it. So generally, if someone's, like, a militant personality on the left or the right, they don't want to hear your viewpoint. And I think that's why I think I get very turned off by someone who's very aggressively on okay. either side. Cause it's they the don't, aggression that's yeah, really the bad I, I think so. Like, if someone's a feminist, great. Good for them. They believe in a great cause. Go for it. But, like, someone who's actively, like, just in your face about it is just not someone I would be wanting to date. I get that. Yeah, it's definitely not uh, something that is, uh, you know, maybe it's not, like, the most personable mm -hmm. vibe. Maybe if you're, like, a little bit more down the line and you know this person's really into it, you can talk to them about it and see, like, sure. why they're into these things. Because usually it comes with, like, of reason, right? Mm -hmm. um, I do think it's a great cause. Like, don't get me wrong, I think it's a great cause and lots of causes are really amazing, but it's just not a person I'd be looking for. Fair, yeah. fair. Yeah, you should have the person that you want to be with. All right, they clap every time the plane lands. Um, mm, I always like, yeah, th those people. Really? <laughs> um, I don't think it would be a red flag to me. I just, I would question them and I would ask them. It's definitely like a... If you're landing in Israel for the first time you've ever been, like, I get that. But, like, flying from, like, here to Boston, New York yeah. to Boston, and then, like, chill. The pilot's, like, he, he, he's doing his job. And then, yeah, like, yeah. let him be. Um, you just, like, look over at them and be like, oh, you're that kind of person. Yeah, I, I would definitely be like, tell me more. Like, why? <laughs> um, I wouldn't be like, you're crazy. So you're not like, afraid to ask. I feel like in, honestly, all of these, like, you're, it's like, Red flag or deal breaker, and you're like, let's have a conversation. Like, mm -hmm. why are we just like branding this person? Yeah, no? I think that's just generally my outlook on most things. Not all things, but like in most, I just want to know why. Moving swiftly away from our game, we have a few deeper questions that I wanted to end off this episode with Zach for the sake of acknowledging the range of human emotions, you know, in that so fetch like fashion. So have you ever been in love and how did you know it's a great question um and that like i know i've contemplated had lots of difficulties with in the past um i think in relationships it's very difficult to separate in like infatuation and love mm -hmm. like i know when i find like someone i like and like i know it's going places obviously if they're on the same page as me I think I fall like a like sack of potatoes like I fall pretty quickly and I know that's coming a lot from infatuation and and yes there's like an element of potentially love there but I think we have to like define that as specifically infatuation and I think I'm learning for myself still to be very careful like when it comes to these things because I know I do fall very quickly mm. um and then you get lost when all of a sudden that infatuation starts to slow down and you're like, but wait, what's happening? And then you get to that situation where you're like, is this love? Is it not? You start questioning things. And I think now that I'm like, I'm seeing it more from like a further away perspective, I think, yes, like there is love in those relationships and there was love in those relationships. And I think it's about not putting too much pressure on yourself. Because yeah. I think that love comes in different stages. It's not like all of a sudden one day you hit love and that's it. Like 
you've hit the jackpot, you're in love, you're done. I think like it definitely comes in stages. Like I was speaking to, um, I'm not going to say obviously names, but I was speaking to a very, very close friend and he was going out with someone and he told her, I think after like three weeks of them going out, like, and they're fairly on the right, like very much like shidduch dating, but like he's very much like in the normal world, I guess. And like he told her, I love you on like three weeks in. And I'm like, that's crazy. They're married now. They're happy. They're in love. So it clearly worked. And like that definitely got me thinking. I obviously knew there was a huge amount of infatuation there and that it wasn't maybe a fully developed love, but like it got me thinking that maybe there are lots of levels and like love does start or can start very early and like it grows. And like someone who's been married 50 years has a completely different version and feel of what love is and someone who's just starting out a relationship or someone who's been married for a couple of years so I think I to answer the question I think I have been in love did I realize it at the time probably not Mm. and I think only like once it ends do you realize like how much you miss them has to mean that there's like some sort of love there but I don't know I, I think I think I have been and I don't think I was very perceptive of like how I was feeling or how the other person was feeling. Um, and yeah, it's something that like to think about for next time, I guess. What about yourself? Wow. Um, I'm quite a romantic. So mm-hmm. I feel like I have been in love um, twice. And yeah, I... I knew because, like, there's this, like, level of being in sync, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that you have when you are. Um, I do think that, like, you have to be careful and not jump the gun. Um, And one of the instances, the person kind of did jump the gun a little bit. And I think it's important in the beginning of dating to be very, like, cautious. Um, Sure. And I think dating is so much of, like, a, you know, journeys and lessons and, like, kind of like bring every single like situation you have just like brings you like a new decision of like okay well this is actually what I'm looking for you know Mm -hmm. Um, totally so I don't know it's all been it's been a it's been a wild ride these days I'm just like I mean between the podcast and just like being a romantic person like I live for the story it's kind of like the Mm -hmm. artist in me just like I try to just enjoy like the moments that are happening and um i think sometimes it's almost to a fault but for the most part i like think that reality is a little bit overrated so like it's fun to kind of like lean into the fantasy sometimes just to like make Mm -hmm. life a little more interesting um but when i think it's like time to make important decisions like it's important to like step away from that and Mm -hmm. think about like what is actually good for your futures and if like the futures match up and things like that so that's that's what i would say to that but i think you know because you're just like happy all the time yeah i think that definitely has a big part of it like being happy with someone is a huge i think when you're just both comfortable with each other and happy and enjoy spending time i think that's a huge huge sign and like yeah just take it slow i guess and then i'm talking to myself here specifically like I know like I've got a I've learned a lot from relationships it's definitely a cliche saying like you've learned a lot but like definitely have because like you grow 
to know what you need, to know what you want, yeah. and to understand other people and what they're going through at the same time. Because sure. it's a relationship, it's two ways. Yeah. So what's a question that you would always really want to know about someone, but you like don't really feel comfortable asking? Sure. So if you're dating someone, or I'm saying specifically if I'm dating someone, I love to know where I like, where we stand, where I stand, and I love being like very open, but I generally, as a very non-confrontational person, I would hesitate like asking, like after a first date, you're not asking that question, like clearly, but like I always would like to know like where I stand, like what can I improve on, not in like what can I improve on in myself, I'm saying on the date, like what was I just doing really stupidly, I love getting feedback, I love understanding where I can improve in general and you wouldn't some... take it personally no like I I okay maybe I shouldn't be so quick to say no because obviously there is a part of me that could be upset by something but like after something like ends or whatever I always want to know like where do you ever ask I went wrong have you ever asked um I then in general like if things are ending I know where, like, things went wrong generally, and I mm. think I have. Oh no, I know I have. Like after a long relationship, like asked, like what are like some things, like obviously this has to happen a while after the relationship is over, um, and like I always know that there are things to improve on, like, and I try work on them, and I don't think I always succeed, but like I try. But it's more like after a date or two with someone, like I would love to know, like where I could be a better person or do something better or like even if I ended the date and like I knew it wasn't going anywhere like there's still a lot to learn from how you interact with someone or like something I said that could be very off I don't know like you never know yeah like when like the crazy obviously the anonymous story that I gave like the other time like if you don't have a crazy story it means like you've probably had like you've probably been that crazy person and like on a date, everyone is doing something a little off. Like, so generally, we try not to judge. But then, like, I know I've been off on dates before. And, like, I know people I've been on dates with have been very off. And, like, sometimes we don't always recognise it straight away or realise. Yeah. Or, like, we just say things that, like, aren't meant to be said. And sometimes I would love to hear that feedback. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, it's weird to think that... Um that like you might be someone's worst date too you know or just like I think I'd be pretty proud if I if I got that really and then like I'd be very like upset unless it was a really funny story yeah um then I think that'd be funny but like yeah why not and then like have an off date here or there okay and then you can't always be on fully um it's true like, yeah we all make mistakes yeah it's a well, good award I'll take any award me, like what about me Oh, oh, so I'm saying, like, specifically, like, your question. What question that, do I want to ask? Yeah, what question would you want to ask that you've... I think it's very important to me to gauge the person, um, like, with how open-minded they are religiously about certain mm -hmm. things. And I feel like I have, like, a few specific things that, like, are sort of, like, questions that, like, depending on how they answer will, like, trigger me. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I like to know, like, their opinions on just like specifically like what they want their wife to do like do they want their wife to like 
cover their hair or wear skirts, you know? Mm-hmm. Depending on their answer to that can be like a make or break for me. So second date or not. <laughs> Except you wouldn't ask but the I, questions. But I wouldn't. I would uh-huh. feel really awkward asking it. Cause, sure. Like, it is an awkward question and And the truth is like i've had experience there was like you know one really like pivotal conversation Mm -hmm. that kind of like brought this about um but i've also had conversations where like it gets brought up and like the person just says like exactly what i'm looking for and like those moments are just like so reaffirming you know that like you're not crazy Mm -hmm. for looking for something that's like you know totally out there something like that you just want because I think, like, once you have some people who, like, don't really give you that answer, um, it makes you feel like, oh, my God, like, I'm crazy for wanting this. Like, I'll never find this. And I think that's, like, a very universal feeling that, like, I'm ever going to find that person, you know? Yeah, I, I guess. I guess so. Especially, like, in the religious, like, field when you're asking about, like, someone's religiosity. It's very difficult to ask about that, especially early on. Yeah. Like, you don't want to have, like, too much of, like, a serious conversation on a first date or a second date or potentially a third. For sure. And it's very difficult to understand someone's religious level when you're being set up or definitely, like, through a dating app. Yeah. Like, that makes it really difficult to understand where someone is. But it's a huge factor. And if you're, I guess, in the modern Orthodox dating world, yeah. there's so many people on different spectrums. And, like... I know things haven't worked out because of religious level before right. and it happens a lot. Generally, yeah. if you're being set up, you can ask someone a bit about their religious level. Yeah. But like everyone's just going to say, yeah, they care a lot, like they, whatever, then you get loads of generic answers, but right. you don't actually know. So I think it's like a great question to ask that does get avoided. And I know I've avoided asking that for a long time yeah. when just be open and honest, but it's yeah. much easier said than done. Yeah, definitely. Um something I I think is like important and also difficult and personally have struggled with like being confident in my answers for a long time so like it's definitely I think actually like over this year with corona and everything there was a just a lot of like this is who I am and like I'm not apologizing for it you know and I feel like that's been a really positive growth that like I'm excited to to tell people yeah you are like try to just like be confident about um, mm-hmm. the way that I think about things and like bless the souls of those people who reaffirmed that I was you know okay for wanting that I think yeah. that I'm a big believer that like everyone can deserve what they want even if like someone might see that it's like not their thing I think you know even like we talked about feminism and things I think like if you're looking for someone who's like not super feminist or like you're looking for I don't know, I just feel like I've encountered situations where, like, friends of mine are looking for something specific that I don't necessarily agree with, but, like, think, like, you're allowed to be picky with the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, you know? Sure, There's, and then you, you should be. You only have to find one person, mm-hmm. right? Um, That's the goal. And with that, I want to end off just by asking you, what's, like, the most valuable piece of advice that you've received or that you take along with you when you go on dates? Just be a kind, good person. I know it sounds very simple, but, like, you hear of all, like, these horror dating stories, especially from the girl side, where they're saying, like, a guy was just not kind, not nice. I think it's very simple to be a good person and just come across that way. Even if you guys clearly are not going to go out again, clearly things aren't going good places, just be a nice person. It's very simple, hopefully, and, like, hopefully that your nature in the first place is to be kind and be open and be nice and that I would say is like a very 
good thing to do. And I know I want to try on a completely different like topic to that. And then when you go out with someone, you've had a good time, but like you know it's not going places. Think about like who they would mesh well with. We're all in like a small, I guess, community setting up like friends. I think it's like a really nice thing. And I know personally, I'm not great at it, and that's something like I'm trying to like do more. But like think of the person like you've gone spent a while with them you're if you've gone on one day it's a couple of hours if you've gone on more then you've really racked up quite a few hours you sort of know the person a little you have an understanding and you've got friends who are single and set them up why not yeah i think i'm gonna like do that my roommate is very much like she rags on me for not setting people up enough she's like what who do we know for him like we have to set him up yeah so if you um, know someone just go for it and like even if it is a bit of an outrageous call they can always say no to it and like don't pressure people and I've learned that potentially like the hard way like where I didn't really push something but like I was like he's a really great guy and like you're a really great person and like they did match up quite a lot but like just leave it open like it's not anything against you if they say no to going out and like I think just having the confidence and I know it definitely is a confidence thing for me of reaching out to someone and being like, hey, I've got an idea for yeah, you. Yeah. I think I'm coming way more to terms with it. And I think it's a really great thing to do. Because if you've had a good time with them, if you think they're a good person and you've got good friends, obviously you've got to match up like religiosity, like how someone interacts and like what they're, I guess, what they're all about and everything yeah. like has to match up and their personality and everything, obviously. Yeah. Zach, this has been so lovely. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so, so much for having me on here. I've really enjoyed it. Learned a lot. I hope I haven't overshared or anything. And thank you so, is, so much. We love to overshare on that so fast. Excellent. You know? <laughs> so we do best, right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. But yeah, you've been absolutely lovely. Thanks for joining us. And I hope that you all enjoy this episode and that you have a wonderful rest of your evening. And my bracha to you is that you... Just think about being a kind person on dates, like Zach said, and appreciate the person for who they are and try to find something that you can gain from them experience, even if it doesn't end in the way that we traditionally expect.